are you overspending today because you didn't get to spend years ago? Or are you afraid to spend or give because you're worried that you might run out of money? So to get to the root cause, we have to first identify and break the bondage of our financial influences. And I got to be honest, it's time for us to clean house. We got to get rid of this old way of thinking. So I'm challenging you to challenge yourself in this process by asking God to show you where you're missing it. Thank you for joining us on the Lack to Legacy podcast, where our goal is to help you to transition from a life of not enough into a life of more than enough. I'm Jason Palmer, and on each episode, I'll be giving you everything you need to start and to finish your journey to financial freedom. Along with the word of God, I'll be sharing financial and investment education, practical tools, life hacks, and anything that can help you to grow from the inside out. On this episode of Lack to Legacy, we're going to give you four ways to create a better relationship with money. And to do that, we've got to dig deep, way down into those areas in the dark, in the back, in the corner that we don't want to talk about. And as we do this, I want to take you through the first phase of a process that's going to help you to change your mindset about money. And I call this first phase getting to the root. And if you've ever pulled up weeds, the only way to do it, the only way is to pull up that weed by the root. And sometimes you need to get your hands dirty. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to dig deep. We're going to go beneath the surface in order to help you to uncover the factors that have influenced your thinking, your actions, and your attitudes towards money. But before we do, I want to encourage you to take some time to subscribe to the Lack to Legacy podcast. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone else. All right, let's get to it. There's a reason why I want you to go through this process, and I call this the why. There's a reason why I want you to go through this. And what I want to say is that the reason that we have to dig deep beneath the surface is because at the root, money management is not about money. Your challenges with money are deeper than a budget. All right. So that's why money management is not just about money. There's something deeper that's going on that I want you to be able to 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 get to, to grab a hold of and to overcome. And to help you to do this, what I want to do is take us back to the beginning, because how you handle money is more of a reflection of past experiences and your current beliefs. So the question is, what has influenced you in your life. What we buy or what we don't buy, whether we realize it or not, says a lot about who we are. So do we spend more just to fit in with our rich friends? Because we all have them. And on the flip side, maybe you grew up on uh, in a family that had financial challenges and now you're scared to spend or give because you're afraid of not having enough. And now you think that you're managing your money wisely, but really you're just scared. You're afraid to spend, you're afraid to give, but you're pretending as if you're managing your money wisely, but really you're just living in fear. And I know that God wants us to live a life where we're not under the influence of fear. His word tells us in first Timothy one and seven, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So don't allow fear to determine how you handle your money. 
So now we're going to get into the process. Okay. So let's get to the root by taking a look at your upbringing and your life experiences as they relate to money to help us out. I've got four questions that you need to ask yourself right now. If you want to create a better relationship with money. So don't just think about these questions, but I want you to take time to pray and ask God to show you and to help you understand where you need help. So let's dig into the process. And to do that, we're going to be getting to the root, the root of this situation. And we're going to be taking a look at your upbringing and your life experiences as they relate to money. And to help us out, I've got four questions that you need to ask yourself if you want to create a better relationship with money. So don't just think about these questions and answer them by yourself silently, but take time to pray and to ask God to help you to see where you need help. The first question that we have is number one. The first question is describe your relationship with money growing up. Describe your relationship with money while you were growing up. Now, the reality is that this is the most important question that we're going to have to answer. Because we have to get beneath the surface, we need to get to the root and go back in time and think about what was our relationship with money? How did it impact you? How did it impact your family? Was money talked about in your immediate family? How was money discussed? Was it discussed at all? I want you to think about this because it's important to understand the environment uh, that we came up in and the discussions that money played, the, the role that money played in our lives. And so you may have been in a couple of different environments. And the first one I'll describe is that some people grew up in environments where there was constant fighting about money, constant fighting. And I mean, physical fighting about money. And it may seem strange to some of you and to others, it may not seem so strange at all. But some people saw fighting. Some people didn't see anything, anything like that. Some people didn't participate in financial discussions. They didn't hear about them because maybe someone else took care of everything else. And some of us may have seen stressful marriages due to money problems. And that stress, those problems that you saw in that marriage may have caused you to now have mistrust in your marriage or your relationship. So now you don't trust the person that you're with. And this is the situation that manifests in the form of this is my money. That's your money. This, there's no our money. You do this, you take care of the bills and you take care of that. And then I'll take care of this. And there's sort of an agreement, but there's really no blending of the finances together. And so later on in a different episode, we'll talk about the importance of joint accounts, joint accounts between the uh, between the marriages, um, because this is so important because it the, the root of that may have been uh, something that you may have seen years ago. And so now you're concerned. Now you're worried that somebody's going to misuse what you've earned. And in another case. There may be some of us that grew up in generational poverty or generational lack where there was simply not enough. And while you're working really hard today, you maybe you have multiple jobs to really try to get yourself out of that situation that you grew up in and get far from it. Sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you're you're unable to do that because you're taking care of other people. And when you're taking care of other people financially, it's really difficult for you to even think about yourself, let alone a budget, let alone investments, right? It's a bigger issue, however, if you're married 
and you're still taking care of people uh, in your family or your spouse's family. So this uh, situation where we have to take care of others can sometimes get us off of track a little bit when it comes to thinking about the things that matter when it comes to financial responsibility. So I want you to think about this question uh, in particular. Think about your uh, relationship with money growing up. This is something, again, that's one of the most important questions that we have to answer, right? If you need to uh, sort of let loose on this one while you're uh, either writing your question down or you need to uh, lay these cares before the Lord, you go ahead and do that. I want you guys to get free from financial bondage. I want you to be free. And sometimes going back may be difficult, but I think it's necessary if we want to be able to move forward financially so that these issues don't keep popping up everywhere. So one, we'll be able to recognize them. Two, we'll take authority over those things. And three, we'll give those things over to God so we can walk in true freedom from these things. So that's question number one. Number two, What's on your bank statement? So what do you mean when you say that, Jason? Go through your recent bank statements or your credit card statements. And I want you to take a look and see if you see any major issues or areas where you spend more than you ought to. That means we have to get a pen and paper and a calculator and see exactly where we're spending our money. There's, uh, there's things like financial programs that are out there that can even help you to take a look at your last 12 months of spending. My wife and I did this one time and I, I, I almost cried. I almost cried because I saw the amount of money that we spent at Starbucks. And I looked back and I said, oh my God, if we had invested that money instead of actually buying coffee, imagine how much more money we would have. So I want you to go through the process and see where you're spending your money whether it's on food, whether it's on clothes, whether it's on hanging out or whether it's on travel, take a look back and see where you're spending your money. For those of you that are credit card users, are you a, a heavy credit card user? Are you just using it to get points? Do you buy now and pay later because you really like patience? If I would just want to be honest here, right? Are you, are you unable to confine yourself to a budget so we use credit cards because we don't like restraint? All right. So there's ways to fix that in your budget, but don't use that credit card just to, to buy stuff that you don't want to wait on. You have to go through this exercise to see where your money is being spent. If you want to go from lack to legacy, we have to get a hold of where we're spending our money and how frequently we're making trips to certain stores here or there. All right. So just to refresh, just to refresh for a moment, we're working to identify some of the root causes of our financial circumstances so that we can create a healthy relationship with money. This is important because as many of us, we know what to do. We know how to do it, but for some reason we fall short in the execution phase. And by answering these questions, I'm expecting that we'll uncover some of these bad roots from our youth or from our experiences as adults. Uh, we'll uncover some issues that can help us as we move forward. All right, let's take a look at number three. What happens when you have found yourself with a good chunk of money? We've gotten and received large chunks of money. And the question is, what did you do with it? For some people, this is the tax refund, or this is the bonus, or this is just some additional money that may be coming in. The question is, what did you do with the last time that you had a chunk of money? 
Did you pay the bills that you owed? Did you even know how much you owed? Did you find yourself planning for your next vacation instead of taking care of the bills? Did you blow the money? Did you spend it? And, and now you look back and like you're like, man, that was a waste. I shouldn't have done that. What did you buy? What did you buy? And did you overspend? Did you overspend? What are your plans if you find yourself with another chunk of money? What if you get a check in the mail? What if someone comes and sows into your life or you get a off cycle or unexpected bonus? What are you going to do with it? What are your plans? All right. So that's number three. Think about what you would do if you got another good chunk of money. Number four, have you used a budget in the past? Why or why not? Have you used a budget in the past? What's your experience with a budget? If you've never used a budget, why haven't you? If you have used the budget and stopped, what's the reason that you stopped? Why did you stop? I'm trying to get at this, this area of inconsistency in our lives. We start something, we're, we're great at it for three to four days, maybe even a couple of weeks, but at some point we get tired of doing it or it's too much work. What's the reason? I want us to not be inconsistent anymore. Because if you'll be inconsistent in your life in any area, then you're willing to be inconsistent in your life in every area. And if you're inconsistent with a budget, then I guarantee that there's other areas of your lives that are inconsistent as well. And I want you to ask God to show you these areas where we're being inconsistent. We could be inconsistent in our prayer life. We could be inconsistent in serving our local houses. Where are you being inconsistent in your life? Because you cannot go from lack to legacy if you're going to be inconsistent. All right. I know that's a tough one, but I don't want you to be inconsistent because you can get on a path to, to investing and then you'll stop. You'll start seeing some fruit come up. You'll start seeing a, a bit of a harvest and then you'll stop. I don't want you to get to that point in your finances. But I've got some good news, got some good news because I'm going to give you a bonus factor. I'm going to give you a bonus question here. And the last one is this bonus question is, what are your views on giving? Do you consider yourself a giver? This is about giving because you can't go from black to legacy if you're not a giver. Because being legacy minded is about giving. It's about uh, thinking generations beyond where we are right now, not consuming everything that we have. So giving is important, not only uh, for lack to legacy, but as believers, as people of God, are we givers? I can tell you that I've known people that are uh, members of local houses. And I, I'm thinking of a, a guy that I know in particular that's uh, uh, lives in another city here, but he would serve at his church like you wouldn't believe his presence was uh, very important to that house. He would serve, he would spend time uh, building projects and things like that, just helping out wherever he could. But when it came time to give, he was, he told me, he said, look, I'm not giving my money. I'll give my time. I'll give my energy. I'll give my, my presence. I'll support, but I won't give my money. And so if we're seeing ourselves in this area where we're willing to give 
physically, we're willing to give our time, but we're willing, unwilling to give our money. What does that say about us? How can God operate in our lives? How can we go from lack to legacy? How can we help expand the kingdom here in this earth when we have this area where we're like, no, God, like, no, I'm not giving you this. And God's not, he's not trying to take your money. He's God. But God wants us to establish some type of discipline in our giving. God wants us to be able to support our local houses. God wants us to be able to do great things here in this earth. You've got a better shot in life with God involved in your finances than you do if he's not involved in your finances, no matter how much you serve. So if you're serving in, in, in order to not have to give financially, there's something wrong with that. So I want you to uh, just examine yourself, check yourself and see what you need to, uh, to, to stop doing and ask God to show you why you're like this, because I guarantee that you won't be able to, to live this life to the fullest extent. If there's an area of your life where you're like, God, I don't need your help here. Then how can, how can he do more? God poured out for us. Why won't we do the same? So I'm telling you that your money will always be funny and your change will always be strange if you don't have a heart to give. And so just to wrap up here a little bit, I want you to make sure that you're not managing your money under the influence of past experiences. In other words, are you overspending today because you didn't get to spend years ago? Or are you afraid to spend or give because you're worried that you might run out of money? So to get to the root cause, we have to first identify and break the bondage of our financial influences. And I got to be honest, it's time for us to clean house. We got to get rid of this old way of thinking. So I'm challenging you to challenge yourself in this process by asking God to show you where you're missing it. We need to allow God's word to be that main influence on how we manage our money. It's his principles and wisdom that will guide us. And it'll help us to throw out that old man and train up that new man on the inside of us. Before you go, I want to help with a story from my wife and I very quickly. This was a, a challenging process that we went through. And the Palmers were 10 to 12 years into our marriage before we started having these conversations. I thought debt was a way of life. And, and even though we'd taken Dave Ramsey's financial peace classes, we only practiced what we learned for a short period of time. We didn't stick with it. And I found that the same issues that I was having in my finances, we were having them in other areas of our lives. And that issue was inconsistency where we would start something and then we didn't stick with it. And while I can't track that aspect, that, that inconsistency back to some particular experience growing up, just looking back, looking back, quitting was acceptable for me. Quitting was okay for me for some strange reason. And I'm not sure why, but finishing or, or not following through had become okay. And I had to realize when God showed me that he wanted more for me, I realized that he wanted more for me. He wanted me to finish what I start in general and, and especially concerning my finances and my family. So I want the same for you. I don't want you to be inconsistent financially. I don't want you to be unwilling to give to the house of the Lord or be uh, unwilling to sow into someone's life. 
I want you to have a plan when you get uh, prior to getting some money. I want you to have a plan. I want you to understand what you owe. And then I want us to take a look at where we're spending our money and why we're spending our money there. Why are we eating out all the time? These are the questions that we have to ask ourselves. And then if you grew up in an area where, uh, in an environment where there was uh, fighting about money, challenge yourself today to say, hey, wait a minute, am I repeating the mistakes of the past that I saw in somebody else? Am I bringing that background into my family? And if so, how can I change it? How can we fix it? If you can't tell, this is this is uh, near and dear to my heart. This is so important to me because I understand that sometimes we need to go back and take a look and see what in the world are we doing? We need to go back and get that root and get it up. We've allowed us these, these negative roots, these bad roots to grow up in our lives and it's time for them to go. So I want us to dig down deep and pick those things out of our lives for good. And as we close out, I want to encourage you to have this conversation with a good friend, with a spouse, or an accountability partner. But more importantly, I want you to ask God to show you all the factors that have influenced your financial thinking. I believe that if you go through this process, this first phase of this process, you'll have a better understanding of needs versus wants. You'll also be able to understand some of the whys that are influencing your financial situation. And that's a great first step towards living emotionally free in your finances having a healthy relationship with money, and of course, of course, moving your mindset from lack into legacy. Praise God. And if you're interested in learning more about Lack to Legacy, shoot us a note to info at lacktolegacy.com or follow us on social media for more practical tips and encouragement. And please, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and please share this information with somebody else. We would love to hear from you. We want to hear about your journey. We'll continue to share ours. We look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.